Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Jack Jurek. Jack is a two-time PBA champion. Jack is a two-time Collegiate All-American at West Texas State University. Jack, Tim Burke, and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Always a pleasure, guys. All right. Well, thought it would be great to bring you on as you were just recently announced that you're going to be the head coach of the women's bowling team at Villa Maria College in Buffalo, New York. So first off, let's talk about just how that whole thing came about. Well, I got a call uh, a few weeks back uh, from a friend I used to bowl junior bowling with. Um, he was telling me that uh, the college there was starting up a program, and uh, a friend of his was the uh, assistant basketball coach there and mentioned they were starting a bowling program up, and he asked this guy if he knew anybody that might be interested. So uh, Ron gave me a call and uh, asked me what my thoughts were and if uh, it might be something I'd be interested in. And uh, I, I told him absolutely at least to uh, hear a little more about, you know, what they had in mind and, and it all kind of went from there. As far as how it relates to your college bowling experiences, do you think you'll be able to bring most of that information uh, to the team or is it going to be more of stuff you picked up like from your professional career? Well, I think I think my experience in college bowling will definitely play a part in it. Um, you know, having gone through four years and uh, all the things that went on, travel tournaments, um, I think that's all going to play a part. At least I've I've got some some pretty fair ideas about you know what what it's going to take to to try and get things going. And uh, you know, for me, obviously, this, this is going to be my first uh, endeavor into a team coaching atmosphere. So um, I'm going to be learning on the fly as I go too. But I, I think, I think my college bowling in the past will definitely at least uh, be very helpful in, in trying to get this thing underway. Is there any difference in coaching ladies versus men in your opinion? I would have to say so. I think, uh, I think traditionally most of the, the female bowlers are going to be a little more of the so-called textbook style bowlers. They're going to be a little more traditional, um, less power involved. But I think that, uh, for me, actually, will probably be more beneficial. Um, I think I think my background in coaching has is, is always been a little bit more of the basic fundamentals. And, you know, the younger kids today, the, you know, the power, the power game, the two-handed stuff, um, you know, those are things that at my age I've, I can't really replicate. Um, so I don't think I'm, I would be as strong – in that atmosphere, but I, th- I think the girls, uh, I think the girls is actually going to be, uh, I think I'm going to be well suited to, uh, to be helping the girls along here. So what, so what, <clears throat> what do you think, Jack? Let's talk about that maybe just a little bit more as far as the difference between, um, you know, when you play the lanes down and in, that's a little bit straighter, maybe more out to the right versus, um, a lot of the guys today, you know, we we're looking at the player of the year and the uh, rookie of the year race on the PBA tour. And, you know, you've got Jason Belmonte and, Jesper Svensson could very well be those two winners, which are, you know, both two-handed players. Now, when you're looking at, uh, like you said, more of the, the, the ladies' teams in college, they'll start out a little bit more to the right, break the lanes down a little bit less. Do you think that affects um, maybe equipment choices or more like, you know, strategy on lane play or physical game help or 
What do you think that big difference is? I, I definitely think uh, lane play is is much different with the girls. Um, whenever you found the girls, and you know even the female pros mixed in with the men pros, whenever they were bowling at the same time, um, I think you found that the, the ladies really kind of struggled a little bit uh, with as much transition as the guys and the power players can can create on a lane pattern today uh, with the equipment and everything. So yeah, I think. Uh, I think with the girls, you know, lane play definitely changes. Um, I, I think it, I think they can actually be a little bit more effective in, in breaking down a pattern um, and using it to their advantage um, by playing that little more direct line. I think what, I, what I'm going to have mostly here in the beginning, um, there's been a couple of other schools here in the Buffalo area that have started up women's programs. And um, what I've seen is, in, in these programs. And I think I'm going to have the same sort of thing to deal with. It's, you know, I think the girls are going to be a lot less experienced in, in the game that I'll be dealing with in the beginning here. Um, it's just, it's going to be, a, it's a small school. It's, it's more of a little liberal arts school. So I think I'm going to be dealing primarily with students that have an interest in bowling, not so much the bowler that's going to school. So I think my situation will be a little bit different. Um, I think that's where I'm going to be spending a lot of time working on fundamentals and actually probably having to teach these girls um, and expose them a little bit more to lane conditions, lane patterns, and what actually happens. I, I think a lot of these girls are going to probably be very naive in what actually happens to a lane as they go along. So I think that's uh, I think in these first uh, this first couple of years here, I'm going to really be doing a lot of basic teaching and just exposing these girls to oil patterns and what can actually happen. So Jack, I want to hit on that as well, because that's something that whether you're a female or a male, if you just have a little bit lower rev rate, you run into it these days with the guys like as Steve mentioned, Jason Belmonte and Sean Rash and some of these guys, uh, the, the really power players out there on tour. So how do you, or how do I manage that? Because if we're crossing with them, our moves are just going to have to be almost to the, I mean, they're going to have to be double moves in essence, right? We can't just make our normal adjustments. Is that uh, kind of what you, the way you see it out on tour these days when you still go out and compete? Uh, that's actually one of the struggles I have. Yeah. And nowadays, I mean, I still feel like um, even though I'm approaching 53 here, I, I feel as a bowler, I still can play the game at a pretty high level, but the moves and transitions that are created now do make things a lot tougher on me. Um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing parts of the lane to the left that, you know, I would, I would rarely ever have to get to. I get there, I get there now so much earlier in a, in a round. I mean, in the past, we'd bowl an eight game block and it'd be games, you know, six, seven, eight, where I'd, I'd be inside a fourth arrow and trying to kind of hang on a little bit. Now I'm getting to those points, you know, games three and four in rounds. So the whole, that whole environment has changed so much in the last, you know, four or five, six years for me. Hey, we saw a really cool video uh, that just came through on YouTube from a World Team Challenge. It was actually back in Buffalo. You were bowling on Jack. And there were some great collegiate players uh, that were on that show. I was going to ask you if, if any of them were going to be around to maybe help you or assist you with any of them. You know, we saw on that show some great collegiate players like Brad Kozuski, Brian Eaton, and uh, even Mike Newman, who bowled with Erie. They were on that show, and it was a great show. Pat Healy, Bill Rowe, Dave Gwinden. It was a, a stellar, 
stellar 10 bowlers that were bowling for that title. Are any of those guys still around? Uh, the only guy, Brad Kazuski still in the area. Um, he works with the U.S. Customs now, so, I mean, he, he bowls one one league a week, um, but, he, you know, his shift rotates, so he, he only bowls two or three times a month, actually. Um, still, <laughs> I mean, for, for house bowling, he's he's still a phenomenal player. Brian Eaton now is in uh, in Vegas. Um, Dave Gwynden actually is still around. Um, Mike Newman, we've kind of all lost track of. Uh, the last time I I knew Mike was down in in one of the Carolinas, either North or South Carolina. I think South Carolina, um, doing some golf stuff. Um, so really, yeah, Dave Dave's probably the most active guy um, still around. Uh, does a little. Uh, he you know Dave's really big into. Yeah, you know, he loves helping the kids out, so he's he's big in doing some lessons and stuff with the kids still. So he's probably the most active guy around of that bunch. And Jack, let's hit on the PBA fifty. You went out there, had a very successful season. Do you feel that sometimes the PBA fifty I mean, obviously the transitions have to be easier for you because you don't have the high high rev rates as that you do when you go out and bowl with the uh, the younger guys. Yeah, definitely uh definitely fits my style just a little bit more. I mean, we still got, there's still a few guys with Pete and Amleto and Bob Learn, um, you know, Chris Keene. There's some guys that have some rev rate, but there's, there's definitely not the quantity. And, uh, you know, the PBA 50 tour definitely uses a little bit more volume in the front, um, a little bit more probably in, in the center to hold up a, a little bit longer and make it a little bit easier, especially, especially now. I mean, there's so many guys now that are in the super senior category. I mean, half the field is probably in the super senior category. So, that, you know, they try and give these guys an opportunity to stay competitive. Um, but it definitely, for me, it was, it's been kind of a welcome relief. I mean, I got to the point, uh, you know, my last couple full-time seasons on the regular tour, my cash ratio was very, very low. Um, and you really start to you start to wonder if your game has really deteriorated that much, or what's what's happened because you know things have changed dramatically in the last couple of years that I was full time. Um, but the, the PBA 50 tour definitely has given me uh, a little more faith that my game is still reasonably solid. Maybe not conducive to the modern game, but uh, I still have I still have the ability to play a little bit. So it's been it's been enjoyable. I mean, it's a little more laid back. Uh, a lot of fun to bowl, but the competition is extremely tough. I mean, when I'm, I'm still bowling half, you know, a dozen Hall of Famers out there, and being able to win a couple times now in the last couple of years has been gratifying. Yeah, what do you what do you see as far as uh, you know when you're looking at uh, the difference between the, the the power game, like you had talked about the two handers and that kind of stuff? Um, there's still just watching the PBA telecast this uh, this past week. You know, Jonathan Van Hees, um, he won there with the you know there's a lot of power players were there in that tournament and the guys that that made the show though were still a lot of them were the ones that did play a little bit straighter and a little bit down and in i think maybe the you know the way that they adjust the patterns there's still definitely be times where straighter is going to be greater yeah there's no doubt i mean it's yeah these guys are so talented all all the way around i mean from from the jason belmonte's to the john van he's you know michael michael haugen's still a, a great player in his right i mean the game can be played a number of ways. I mean, but there's, there's no doubt there are times, there are times each style is going to be uh, favorable. It does seem like the straighter style is a little bit less favorable. Um, 
in most cases, I, mean, I look at a guy like Norm Duke, who still is one of the greatest shot makers I've ever seen. And even mm. for him on, on the national level, um, you know, it's, it's been tough for him to just remain competitive. Um, and there's, you know, there's no question his skills have not diminished. Um, but you know, the game, the game has evolved and, you know, unfortunately, you know, you, you either have to kind of try and evolve with it or you kind of get left behind a little bit. And some guys have done a better job. I mean, Pete, Pete is by far to me the greatest I've ever seen. And, and what, what he's still able to do on both tours is just remarkable. I mean, um, you know, the greatest natural talent I've ever seen. A final question I have for you, Jack. Um, I touched on it a little bit earlier there. I don't know if you're willing to, uh, or able to share any thoughts on that, but the PBA, uh, you know, the player of the year race, the last couple of years had kind of been sort of a blowout. Seems to be a little bit closer race this year. And, uh, and the rookie of the year, do you have any thoughts? Have you seen the stats or can you share with us who you might be voting for? Well, I did, uh, I did take a look. Um, I have not made my votes just yet, uh, but I will be doing that shortly. Um, I, I think rookie of the year, um, I don't think that will be much of a contest. Uh, I think Jesper's going to take. I would have to assume he would probably take that one in in pretty good fashion. Um, the player of the year vote will be will be very close. I think this year. I mean, yeah, Jason Jason winning you know the two majors uh, at the start of the season uh, where he was the dominant guy. Ryan finished the season strong. Um, he dominated the second part of the season. Uh, I think it. I think it will be very close. Um, looking at the stats, I think I've probably made up my decision, but uh, I'll, I'm going to keep that one. I'm going to keep that one close to heart right now. Uh, you know, Ryan. Ryan's a local guy. Jason, I've known a long time. Um, it, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, a lot of great, a lot of great bowlers there, and Ryan has got to be some hometown support for him. I'm sure in your area. Absolutely. My final question, Jack, let's talk about 900 Global. And, you know, as we begin kind of year two, little over year two with, the, you know, last year the big signing of Chris Barnes and, and even yourself, honestly, putting you in that category as well as a member of, of their staff. So let's talk about what, um, you know, what, what, what do you like about their equipment? Because, you're, you're, I mean, we're seeing a lot of guys have success with the 900 Global brand. Well, I think, I think they've always had a very solid brand. And now with the... Uh, with Mr. Crispin taking the, taking the company on, um, I know there's there's been a lot of shared information with Storm. Uh, I know they've changed some of their production uh, down in San Antonio with the influence of Storm, helping them get three colors. Um, they, to me, they've been a nice, subtle adjustment from the Storm Roto Grip stuff that I've been throwing over the years. Um, I find. Their balls just read the lane just a little bit sooner for me, which with my I've got a little bit of a unique release. I tend to have a little, little more access rotation, so my ball tends to push through the front sometimes a little too easy. Um, these balls are just picking up the lane. The Dream Series for me has been phenomenal. They just seem to, I don't know if it's the core of that ball, um, but each one of them from the Dream, Dream On, Dream Big, and now the Dream Big Pearl that's coming out. Um, you know they've all really been very very good for me, and I've I've been able to use those on a, on a lot of of patterns um, down the line. I mean, the the boost is probably one of the best lower entry level balls I've ever seen, and it's you know not only is it something that we sell 
easily to a, a lower end bowler just to get him into something with some more performance. But it's a ball that's in my bag still um, that I've been able to use quite frequently as lanes start to break down just a little bit. So it's just been uh, it's been a, it's been a very good first year with me, and I'm uh, really excited to try and get a full season on the PBA 50 this year instead of the the abbreviated version I've had last year. Well, best of luck this year, Jack, and, and thanks again for joining us. I always love having you on, and we'll we'll uh, definitely look forward to, to crossing paths sometime this year and uh, look forward to having you on again. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Uh, you know, maybe later in the year once we get uh, the college season underway and I get a little, uh, little college experience coaching under my belt, uh, we'll get together again and talk some more. Well, actually, before that, hopefully I'll have a PBA 50 title again, and we can talk about that. <laughs> 